0: Hey, buddy. Hey, Buckaroo. How you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing okay. I'm a. Little, I got a little bit of a throat thing, so I'm kind of husky. Can you Can you tell? Yeah, I'm he's, husky he's, up a little bit more.
0: You sound a little. Yeah. a little Tom Waitsy. It's nice. It's nice. Uh, yeah,
1: all my friends are married. The piano
0: has been drinking.
1: Not me. Anyway. Oh, I'm <laughs> you know just going to cough in listener's ears.
0: You know what you should do? You know what you should do is oil of oregano. <laughs> I did that. I did that because I, I had it recommended to me. And so I, I purchased myself a $27 vial of oregano oil. And, uh, and I found out later that the recommended dosage is, uh, is four drops under the tongue or dissolved in, in, uh, Two hundred and fifty milliliters of water, but uh, okay. I I didn't bother with any of that mess. I just filled up a dropper and squirted it into the back of my throat.
1: How'd that work out for you? I
0: found out later that a dropper is the equivalent of fourteen drops. Hmm. and uh, It uh, it knocked me on my ass. I'm
1: not ashamed to say. <laughs> uh, like like you were drunk on oregano?
0: No, 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 no. It's not an intoxicating. It was just anyway.
1: disgusting.
0: It was awful, and but it it. It worked, boy! Did it work? But I was, I was coughing, and my throat was burning. My stomach was burning. My cheeks were red. I was sweating, uh, and all the mucus leapt out of my face. Just, <laughs> just total evacuation. I started coughing. I like ectoplasm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, uh, uh, s- Slimer. Is that what they call him?
1: The, the
0: yeah, that giant green booger in in Ghostbusters. Yeah,
1: yeah, the ghost of John Belushi. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. I was like him, and it was just coming out of my face. And then I was completely asymptomatic when I woke up this morning.
1: Wow. Oh, yeah. so this is you did this yesterday?
0: Yeah, I did this last night. Yeah.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah. Wow, felt much better. I had spaghetti with oregano in the sauce last night.
0: That won't do it. Carvacrol mm. is the name of the molecule that you need. Carvacrol, <laughs> and it's. Uh, It'll get you every time, man. But uh, yeah, it took took real good care of me. You should you should try it. It's not not well, pleasant, let's but see. It, I mean, it goes away after about fifteen minutes, and then your burps taste like pizza sauce. And,
1: uh, <laughs> and then you really want some pizza.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, pretty strong craving for pizza. I had I, I had some uh, Italian sausage stuffed portobello mushrooms for dinner tonight, so that that was mm-hmm.
1: nice. I think I start from a default level of, of craving pizza, and I work my way from there.
0: I think, I think you're right. I think if I see something – Well, you've met me. League, yeah. Pizza, pizza is just yes for, for yes all the time. Tonight's episode is not brought to you by Paprika, and Adam will fill you in on the details regarding the writer, director, and stars because I don't know much about it at all.
1: Well, that's fair. Uh, It uh, was written and uh, directed by Satoshi Kon. Uh, I have no idea who the voice actors are because it uh, is one of those things I pay attention to. Uh, And uh, it was Satoshi Kon's uh, last film before he died of testicular cancer. No, that's too bad. sad. He was working on another film which I understand they're going to finish and he tried as best he could to give them as much direction as he could before he passed away because he knew that he didn't have a lot of time left. I'm not sure what stage that project's at at this point but yeah it was his his final work. Wow. Final completed work at this point. I mean certainly the final work that he saw through from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is also based on a novel as is my understanding.
0: Really? A a graphic novel or a...
1: No, no, like a real book. <laughs> I shouldn't <laughs> say it like that. I like graphic novels. We're no, it's not ma- not a manga, not not based on a manga. It is based is it manga on, a, uh, manga? on a text novel. This uh,
0: is, uh, is going to be a whole lot of education
1: for me because I, I it's know it's 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 manga ma- manga because okay. there's no it, it, it's 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 an ma sound. Um, it's the so and that in Japanese is pronounced ma. Okay. If it was if it was manga, it would be an me in Japanese manga uh, manga manga like
0: Jenga. <laughs> anyway
1: yeah like Mangala We're, uh, Mangala liked manga
0: four minutes in four and a <laughs> half
1: minutes in I, that was me though I did it this time <laughs> it, it was not you Okay, so I don't even think we need to tell. I don't even need, think we need to um, explain what we're talking about. I think our long-time listener uh, will figure it out. Yeah, I'm our- assuming there's like going to be at least one person who listens to all four of these. The guy who's listened to all
0: four episodes will. Besides uh, exactly
1: you and me, what's going on? Because <laughs> let me tell you, I'm going to totally just listen to my own podcast because um, it helps. It's not not because I'm a huge uh, narcissist. Not entirely, but because uh, it's good for me to get used to um, how I sound to other people.
0: You know, I am going to listen to our own podcast, and it is because I'm a huge narcissist. I'd, I could give a fuck less how I sound to other people. I just, I just want to hear myself <laughs> you were and checking. say smart things.
1: I thought you were checking the sound quality.
0: God. Yeah, I'm checking the out. You know what I did is I found out I found out a way to to monitor my own voice, so it's not just weird, muffly sounds coming through, like reverberating through the outside of my headphones. Well, uh, well, I can hear you crystal clearly now. I can hear us both.
1: Awesome. Yes, I, I can hear myself pretty as well as I want to.
0: You're you're very nonplussed by this news, but that's fine. So paprika, oh, it's,
1: it's not relevant
0: to my interest. Paprika, um. paprika was a very good film.
1: It Despite was, the clown content, which I apologize for,
0: we'll we'll get to that. We'll, All right, it's a it's number one on a, on a list of three or four issues I have with the film. But I, <laughs> yes. I, that said, I did enjoy it. It is the first feature length anime uh, experience I have ever had. I, I was it's, a fan. it's pronounced
1: it, it's pronounced animu.
0: An animu is it? No. Oh, you're fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, because I'll say animu. It's animu from now on. You've done it, pal. No.
1: <laughs> now you've Plus. done it. The, the people call it anime in a, in a, when they're trying to be like you know all, all cool and internet-y. Oh, okay. So, so if you want to be one of those guys, by all means. What What
0: do I say? Instead, I don't want to say anime because I don't want to say it correctly. I don't want to say animu because I don't want to presuppose any connection with the culture. Uh, what
1: you could call it Japanimation if you want to really m- anger everybody.
0: Okay, Japanimation. There we go. It's my go first feature length experience with Japanimation. Uh, I was a fan of 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 the Pokemans on their original run. I watched the Digimans too, uh, and and in, uh, a brief interest in, in Monster Ranchers when I was nine, ten years old, and uh, I think before that uh, there was something with a big yellow car that I I rented on videotape, and I was very small when that happened. And uh, Sailor Moon, of course and mm. uh, briefly into Dragon Ball Z so just uh, the mainstream television shows and, and not enough to get yeah. you know really into the the ethos of them but uh, but this is the first time I've I've watched an actual feature length Japanese film I've never read a manga a, a Mangu a Pingu
1: Pingu's <laughs> a whole different thing
0: Tangu or Pingu? What? Pingu is, Tengu- a, is a Pingu's Danish. a Penguin Yeah Penguin. Is it Danish or Swedish?
1: Uh, it's some kind of general Icelandic area, I think. I don't know.
0: Uh, Iceland's an island. It's 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 a <sighs> it's set apart from Scandinavia.
1: <laughs> Scandinavian in general is, I guess, my
0: point. It's, it's something Nordic.
1: Yeah, Nordic. There we go. That's what I was going for.
0: Um, I watched
1: Pingu. <laughs> That's not anime, though.
0: I'll, let me let me tell you what I liked about paprika I really liked uh, the the aesthetic I really liked the uh, the colorful dreamscape and I really liked the way that it bent reality and I, I appreciated the characters I found them um, I found them charming and uh, the scary characters I found to be scary and uh, I, I thought it was a good adventurous romp through the psyche there are two things that spring to mind that I didn't like about it numero uno. Are they both clowns? No, no. You can't count clowns twice. There are two sections wherein they... they. Well, it starts off with... The, the, the very first fucking frame is a tiny clown car rolling out mm-hmm. into the center ring of a three-ring circus and out steps
1: a clown. And Just that, a regular nice clown.
0: Oh my god, it was a clown, Adam.
1: Uh, I, I know, and I'm sorry. I forgot... <laughs> Before, when, when i proposed this 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 film i completely had forgotten because i don't watch movies um scanning them for clown content uh that um i'd forgotten about the the circus content and actually in my mind when i gave this to you and suddenly realized and you know i felt like it was too late to stop now because we'd we'd made a promise to our listener uh-huh um Anyway, uh, I uh, I was like, oh geez, and I, I I was imagining in my head like you know lengthy circus sequence riotous with clowns all up in your face, and then I watched it after. That's exactly uh, after what it was. Had. I watched it after you had, and can I can I say that I think the entire clown content of this film could be compressed down into about fifteen to twenty seconds.
0: You know how long that is. You know how long that is. That's, clown years. You know how long that is in clown years. <laughs> I don't even know.
1: It, that's fifteen to twenty years in clown years. <laughs> well, I'm really sorry. Um, my point is that I thought it was worse than, and it was not as bad as I thought. But apparently, it was bad enough.
0: It was. It was way more than fifteen to thirty seconds. the uh, The first dream sequence. Uh, well, the the dream sequence traverses a number of locales, and the the yeah. the later locales I don't have a problem with, obviously, because there are no clowns there. But the the circus scene itself probably lasts an entire minute, and then uh, they revisit it. Uh, Once again later in the film
1: But you don't see clowns the entire time Yes you do There are clowns in every scene Ah. There
0: is just circus aesthetics Spilling out like a mass ornament (laughs) Expanding (laughs) past the scope Of the frame and in every frame There is at least part of a clown And he talks to, his first interaction with Paprika, she's inside of some kind of clown mask on the back of an adorable little Asian baby's head who's riding on her father's shoulders, and the clown eyes are fucking moving back and forth like some sadistic clown sculpture mask, and it's got an adorable little girl voice, and I'm like, shut up, 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 shut up. All right. All right, I'm... I'm Clown-colored fiesta of awfulness.
1: Mea culpa.
0: And then the second time, the clown mask has a weird, scary, dark man voice.
1: (laughs) Yeah because it's a different guy. Ugh. Well, okay, I'm, I, I, I said I was sorry.
0: I, 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 I'm not looking for an apology. I'm, I'm just, I want to warn people. <laughs> I, I want to warn the people. The other people like you. For, for clown disabled, for, for, uh, for clown differently abled people out there, <laughs> for, for non-clown accessible humans, I want you to realize that Paprika is going to test your boundaries and maybe cause you some nightmares.
1: Did, do you ever see that episode of Animaniacs where where Wacko was afraid of clowns and there was that Jerry Lewis clown?
0: Uh, I think I saw every episode of Animaniacs, but I don't remember because it was forever
1: ago. Okay. I think I, I think although that episode might terrify you, you might so, find some catharsis in it as well.
0: I do like some Jerry Lewis, and I, I loves me some Yakko as
1: well. Well, it's not really Jerry Lewis. It's a guy doing a Jerry Lewis impression. Yeah,
0: well, Jerry Lewis is clown when they and, and, Animaniacs.
1: Yeah, well, no, Jerry Lewis is still alive. No, he's not. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm at a different computer that's harder for me to look things up on, so I may not, I may not like look things up the entire podcast this time. Okay,
0: I, had, I took my glasses off because they were interfering with my headphones, oh. uh, so I can't even send my my laptop is very far <laughs> away from me, so I can't even tell what's going on right now. Jerry <laughs> oh, let's work working the home row. Oh, there's a bunch of text on there that I can't read. All right. Yeah. Uh, losing listeners as we speak. Oh, hey, you're right. Age 86. Yeah. He's younger than my grandmother. Well, there you go. Still alive.
1: Somebody. I mean, it's I don't. Think he's that. doing super well, but somebody should ask him about. About the uh, the day the clown cried that. Uh, oh, people have asked him. I think it's in a vault somewhere. I gotta. I, there's instructions to burn it when he passes. I don't know. I gotta see this. Really, you, you're gonna do that to yourself?
0: Yeah, I will. Maybe it'll it'll cure me. It's the the holy grail of of clownity. <laughs> clownity. Oh, what do you it's call a... it? Clownonialism. I don't call it anything. What what is the property of being a clown? Uh, clownishness. See, there is no property of being a clown. There's no adjective there's no, there's no noun to describe the property of being a clown because clowns are are indivisible clowns are are, are, are entities just sent here to fuck with us and and a there's clown, a verb it's clowning a clown is a clown, and you can't make a person a clown. When a person becomes a clown, they're just a clown. They're no longer a person, and that's just the way that we should recognize them. They're, they're stripped of all rights. If they choose not to, not to follow the social contract, if they're going to violate that basic set of rules and norms, then, uh, then they should be stripped of all their
1: legal, rational rights as well. I was gonna, I was gonna try to make a point by asking you if there is a word that means you've been turned into a woman, but then I realized it was feminized, and my point is invalid. So, yep. pray continue. <laughs> I was trying to try and make a, try, trying to try to make you look like a jerk, but apparently I lack the linguistic athleticism to do so right now.
0: So the uh, problem one was the clowns, which was uh, yeah. you know a problem for me, but an idiosyncratic problem and a problem only for me, because nobody else in the world is afraid of clowns. Anyway. No, I- Problem number two was I found mm. the uh the concept of the D C Mini and the psychoanalysis machines to be very nebulous. Hmm. Now And I agree. My question to you is because you're much more familiar with this form of storytelling than I am. Uh the reason? You that mean it narratives? What? No, not narrative <laughs> storytelling. I mean anime storytelling. The reason I feel turned off by it is because it seems to me that each it's, – it's the same reason I don't like fantasy. It, it, uh, it okay. creates a world that is uh, completely different from the one that we're living in. But different from standard North American science fiction, it creates this world without significantly explicating the differences. It just sort of presupposes that it can go along with things that are – are different like the addition of a dc mini or a psychoanalysis machine not define what the hell those things are and just use them as a plot device and so i have no idea whether they're using them correctly or not
1: well i mean i would argue that there's probably a lot of um <clears throat> north american science fiction that that does that that comes up with a core concept and then doesn't bother to to explain it fully um,
0: it's called shitty north american science fiction
1: oh yeah granted um, I, I agree with your point. I mean, the DC mini and and, and the trappings thereof are not they, they are not really well defined. I think you're supposed to partly intuit that there are these little devices that you put on your head, and that allows that to that allows uh, somebody else to to go into your dreams and. Uh, also, that having used one makes you more susceptible to that happening again uh, without maybe having the, the device on and that there's probably some sort of larger um, server or servers uh, that are the quote-unquote psychoanalysis machines that are required for the whole system to work. Is it um, some
0: kind of like materialization of a Jungian collective unconscious and, uh, and to use a DC Mini to, to untap your potential to lock into that? That, uh, that you're more likely to have your dreams bleed into others and have others bleed into yours?
1: Well, I mean, the, the point is that they're... I mean, they they, they do say that they, they were intending to install safeguards to prevent this sort of thing from happening, but it was in a prototype phase, so they hadn't done it yet. Uh, as well as... Uh Bas- and 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 also, it's being misused when that happens, and that's not the intent behind it. But I think fundamentally, um, all they want to get across by using you know a, a visual indicator of the technology and you know an indication that there's the, that it's not just this little thing. There's something out. There's some other larger, presumably, piece of technology behind it. Is say this is you know the gist of how this works, and it's not the project of the film to be that interested in the um, scientific or pseudo scientific minutiae behind it just to give you like enough to make the plot work and uh, allow for the visuals. So yes, I agree with you. I'm just not sure that any of that is necessary to make it a good film.
0: Well, I I don't disagree that it was a good film, but here's where I would prefer a film like Looper because Looper is uh, not concerned with, you know, the physics or functionality of time travel and any related exposition is done in, in such a way as to efface itself from the actual narrative. It doesn't, at any point in time, do some kind of Oliver Stone technique where voiceover just tells you what's going on in <laughs> shitty dialogue. Uh, but you can also tell that the filmmakers have gone to a great deal of effort to work out that uh, those mechanics and the, the rules of that time travel that they're working with. And although some of those rules don't even come into play in in the actual film, you can mm. just tell that the... The, the film exists on top of this uh, this time travel theory that is well thought out. And for that reason, it can call up items of that theory and it will make cohesive sense. Whereas this film seems to me to be not founded on a well thought out technology and then use it as its actual mechanism for narrative propulsion.
1: All right. Well, let me drop this on you. Okay. What What if – Uh, The film is is about dreams and the malleability of reality and and the dream world. And so what if the fundamental lack of definition of the technology and its inherent potential malleability is reflective of the overall theme?
0: So the movie itself is supposed to be a dream.
1: Well, no, but the movie itself is, is is operating on a certain amount of dream logic, which means that you take some of it for granted and some of it's going to be malleable and that kind of thing. Okay. That's all. Okay, and I don't think I mean uh, to be honest. It never. I this is the third time I've seen this, this this movie, and it's never once particularly bothered me that the mechanics are not well explained because it's not really. It, it doesn't stop anything from. It it doesn't get in the way of the of the film working the way it needs to. Well, it, fundamentally, it, it, I mean, yes, if you want to dive into it and say, "Well, how does this really work?" I don't think the film's trying to be about that.
0: No, I understand, but I don't... And it doesn't bother me that the film doesn't explain specifically how it works. It's that it doesn't feel to me like the filmmakers have any idea how it would work. I mean, if you you ask Rian Johnson how his time travel works, he will tell you, even though it doesn't mention it anywhere in the movie. But if you ask this dude... What's his name?
1: Uh, Satoshi Kon, and you can't because he's dead.
0: Right. If you were to uh, go back in time with the Rian Johnson time machine and ask Satoshi Kon... (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> Before your loop was closed, yes,
0: exactly. Just, uh, just what the hell is a DC mini? He'd be like, "I don't fucking know, man." It's no,
1: he, he, like it's a thing that lets you go into other people's dreams. Yeah, to what end? To uh, well, I mean, the stated purpose is to uh, help people who are having psychological difficulties. Well, I
0: okay. I mean, I, I understand the end, but by what means? I suppose is more the, um,
1: the, the techno babble, techno babble, techno babble.
0: Yeah, but okay, fine. You got me there. <laughs> it, it just, something about it stuck in my craw. It's hard for you. No, it's, it's okay. That's, anyways, that's that said, my... I did uh, I did like this movie. I did like the uh, the freakiness of it. I love it when a movie can be very bright and sunny and also freak me out. And uh, mm. um, the clown part was actually particularly dark. And it freaked me out just because it was clowns. But some of the yeah. bright and sunny stuff was really, uh, really sketchy when they go to that abandoned theme park. Oh, yeah. I appreciated that a lot. Um yeah, it was uh, it was really uh, really well done.
1: Well, I'm glad you liked it. Um uh did you notice the music at all?
0: I did notice the music. Uh all right, good. Um, what's the name of that thing? Vocaloid
1: what thing. The- it's not really well, it's not a Vocaloid. Uh the uh I'll give you some background that that you have no way of knowing unless you did research. Uh did so research. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, so the um, the director has um, worked with the um, so the guy who did the music for this for this film has worked with the director previously on other projects. Okay. Uh, he is uh, a fairly well known. Um, not really. Uh, he's sort of like experimental synth uh, synth pop type things. His, his music is all very interesting, and I really like him. Uh, his name is uh, Susumu Hirasawa. Uh, and he has done uh, some anime soundtracks and some film soundtracks, but a lot of his own stuff. And he was also um, in a uh, band called P-, Mo- uh, P Model for a while. Um, and I'm still listening through his catalog, but his stuff's all very good. It's all, um, uh, it's that kind of, it's, um, you probably noticed that the the music it has a certain amount of dissonance to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all, his stuff is all very much uh, like that. This is, um, this is a pretty good soundtrack of his uh, it 's yeah, but all his stuff has that uh, has a has a texture to it that is very evident if you listen to the rest of it
0: yeah, and I think yeah. it
1: suits the, it suits the movie very well
0: it also what what struck me as very interesting was that it relied very heavily on something called a vocaloid, which is uh, an algorithm it 's not even an instrument it 's a Yamaha program hmm. that uh, is a uh, it's not a vocoder. Wherein, with a vocoder, you would uh, you would send timbre signals into a synthesizer, and it would generate tones with the same timbre, and you could make the synthesizer talk. A Vocaloid mm. is a synthesized voice yeah. wh- whose pitch is controlled by a keyboard. And all of the vocals in this whole soundtrack are done on a Vocaloid, which I thought was really interesting.
1: I don't know. That, I don't know that they all were. I think the. Um I mean, I, and I may be wrong about this because you looked into it. Um, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the vocals on the closing theme, where there was actually singing as opposed to the the odd high-pitched um, female voice, was um, Hujisawa Susumu doing his own singing as he as he always does, because it sounded like him. Either that, or he vocaloided himself, which I guess is possible.
0: Hmm, maybe I don't know enough about vocaloiding.
1: Oh, that's okay. I mean, J- Japan is crazy for the Vocaloids. They have Vocaloid idols, so you know.
0: Vocaloid hero.
1: And if I was a better otaku, I would know the name of the famous one, but I always forget it. Um, but she has concerts and stuff, and she's like completely computer generated. Anyway. Um, that's crazy. No, I'm a real I'm a real fan of I'm a real fan of his music, and I wanted to point it out. Um, he did the music for um so satoshi kon has done i think this was his fifth film and he also did an anime series that's really really good called paranoia agent that was like 13 episodes and um hirasawa susumu did the um the music for that as well and the opening song is fantastic
0: yeah the uh the the songs in the, in this were were haunting and cheerful Mm. and catchy and and i I really appreciated the mixture of that that and uh that their context and arrangement was uh was diverse enough to make the same theme happy here and the uh and and really creepy messed up over there and i think not a lot of films Mm -hmm. make use of that technique or not enough but uh yeah yeah i thought i thought it was really good
1: yeah um what I really, I mean, what the, the things that really stand out for me, which is why I've, I've uh, which is why I a, own a copy of it, because I don't own a copy of a lot of, of anime stuff. Um, the animation is 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 really excellent. Like the the dream, the dreamscape,s and and even the real world are very well rendered. And the all this, all the dream stuff has this really interestingly sort of spongy texture to it like things that should be that should be you know metal and should be like rigid bend in this very specific way like it's very thought through you can stick your Uh, hand
0: right in it or or like yeah she she puts herself inside of uh the big dude what's the big dude's name yeah and it blows him up like a balloon and then explodes yep
1: yeah. Um, and I mean, just when she's like, when she's trying to stop him, when he's in his weird toy robot form, when she's, when she's shoving against him, he's, he's spongy, he's soft, but not in a, in a very specific way. Anyway, I really, I really like that about it. It's very consistent. Like it's mm-hmm. very, um, they do that, that very well. Um, the other thing I really liked is that, um, one of the main characters is the inventor of the, the technology and he's this huge guy, like, um, like obese, uh, like, like, big enough that he's by himself in an elevator kind of obese and has has some trouble getting out and in, in it's mind. it's kind of an easy <laughs> it's kind of an easy visual joke but they give him depth of character and what i really like is that at the end of the film you one of the the, the, the pivotal emotional moments is is the the main character who is who's is paprika and also um the scientist who works with him Chiba. uh yeah um, it, it you know fi- it finally confesses her feelings for him, and I'm like, well, that's that's so nice. They didn't just—he's not just a big stupid guy. He's, he's 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 a real character, and he's he's worthy of, of of love. And she gets mad at him partway through the film, not because I mean because she's mad at him, but because she wants him to be better because of how she feels about him. It's all like if you look if you watch it again, knowing knowing how that turns out, it's all very consistent. It's all set up, and I really appreciate that. You know see a character like that being treated for anything other than than cheap laughs a lot of the time and i really like that about it
0: yeah I, I got the feeling that they sort of had like to start off with i got the feeling they kind of had like a sibling relationship and then there mm. were times where her her facial expression and that's what i really appreciated about the animation was that the, they were very attentive to facial expression which mm. i think a lot of animation can miss out on um, not been, not being experienced with anime, I don't know if that's a, a thing that they did particularly well in this production, or whether that's standard for all anime productions. Uh, Pardon me, Japan anime productions. But.
1: <laughs> I would say that they, you know, did it pretty, quite well. I mean, you're looking at um, you're looking at a, a film that had a lot of money behind it, mm-hmm. like that could afford. When you're watching when you're watching anything that's animated, um, this is something that Roger Ebert pointed out. Um, uh, in his review of Metropolis, the, the anime uh, Metropolis, not the uh, Fritz Lang, uh, many years ago, um, commenting on, you know, just how much care had been put in, put into it. Any, when you see animation, like anything that's happening, anything that moves, somebody had to draw that or at the very least in this day and age they had to program it in. But in this case, this is old enough that there's probably a lot of it was hand-drawn. Um, so, anything that you see in motion any is somebody having drawn those frames or at least programmed those frames, so when you see something that 's in motion that doesn 't quote unquote have to be like little touches mm-hmm. that that says that they put a time and b uh, effort and C importantly had the money to do that yeah. and take the time with it so like when you see they' um, they 're in uh, the guy's the office, or they're uh, they're in some cluttered space, and mo- everything's mostly static except for the characters. But there's a fan going, and there's a box of Kleenex with one of the the um, sheets of Kleenex sticking out of it, and that, and it's you know shuddering in the wind a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's the kind of little touch that tells you that um, this was not that this was expensive. That's you don't, you're not going to see that in an episode of Pokemon.
0: Let's yeah, say. exactly. There, like there were times when uh, when he would be eating too much or something, and and she would be. Rather than uh, corrective, the way that a sister would be of of a, of a little brother, she 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 had a mixture of like um, judgment and hurt and sadness on her face mm-hmm. Th- that said to me that she was uh, she was invested in his personal health because she she felt something some some deeply intimate attachment to him.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, I and mean, that's the
1: quality uh, of that's the quality of the artists as as well as the quality of of storyboarding and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely not. Um,
0: typical yeah it was it was extremely well acted for an animated movie which i thought (laughs) uh, like i've never given any thought to that before i've I've seen a lot of animated movies and i've appreciated the animation and the detail and the the work put in but i've never i've never had to remind myself that a movie is animated when i'm watching a character and i would be like oh she's a hell of an actor wait a (laughs) minute she's a drawing
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh uh Something that was cute, uh, right at the end when um, when the police guy um, decides to go to a movie and he's walking past to buy his ticket and there are a bunch of movie posters. All the the, the posters for the movies are all for um, previous films that Satoshi Khan had done. <laughs>
0: it's just sort of cute. Uh, that is good. That's nice. I like that. I was actually on an unrelated note. I was watching uh, Insidious for the second time today, a James Wan Insidious. feature film. Uh, it, this is freaky man it's it's a freaky freaky movie it's it's one of those haunted kid oh movies.
1: yeah okay
0: it, it was really good uh it freaked me out when i was watching in the theater so i thought i'd watch it again and take some notes but um <laughs> patrick wilson's character the dad in that movie he's a teacher and he's uh there's one scene where he's sitting in his classroom it's the only time you see his classroom but the bell mm. rings and his class clears out and he goes okay guys i'll see you later but he's got a blackboard behind him and and uh there's a list of names for detention on the blackboard and uh, like midway down James Wan is is one of the <laughs> names and it's like double underlined and it's got a times two next to it and then uh, of course he directed Saw and there's a little chalk drawing oh. of the jigsaw head thing on the chalkboard as well which I thought was pretty hilarious
1: I'm a big fan of Saw
0: I know you don't like scary movies in general do you
1: no, I like them just fine it 's just that I watched a lot of see i grew up in I grew up in like the eighties and nineties so I grew up in like you know your nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the thirteenth type era mm. and I watched a lot of that stuff when I was a kid, and it just doesn't mostly doesn 't hold a lot of interest for me anymore, and i don 't really like the torture. Porn genre, so
0: yeah. I thought the original Saw was really well done in terms of its psychological violence because there's uh, a lot more psychological. To- yeah, there's a lot more psychological violence than there is gore. Um, all of the gore that's happening, for the most part, is happening inside of your mind. You're imagining what gore might occur, and there's not actually a whole huh. lot of gore pictured in the film. But uh, the subsequent. Saw movies and, you know, the hostile movies, which are in the same vein, yeah. I, I appreciate a lot less because I, I would call them Gorn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. Wrong kind of Gorn.
0: <laughs> what? what? Is That's Gorn? the
1: Star, Star Star Trek fight music. Gorn in the green thing. Uh, uh, oh. Anyway, it's okay. I don't know. I'm, it's uh, okay.
0: I missed that reference. I'm sorry.
1: It's it's all right. Like, n- everybody else got it but you.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. I feel better now. If, if all four of our listeners heard it and, and they got a good chuckle out of it and then they got an extra chuckle out, out of me because I've never seen anime before and I call it Japanimation and uh, and I don't know what a Gorn is, then uh, then yes. I was just trying to make a witty portmanteau of the words Gorn porn. I should have no, I got it.
1: Gornography, but that would be it. <laughs> that would just be pornography with Gorns in it.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Uh, uh, Which
1: actually makes a lot of sense since they wear like leather harnesses, if I recall correctly. Ugh. I might be thinking of somebody else. You know what? And they were like lizards.
0: Leather freaks me out, dude. Oh, is that? <laughs> is there a-
1: anything that? No, go ahead.
0: No, I-, I know what a gorn is now. The lizard yeah. man that Kirk fights. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's gorn. Gorn. You feel I- better now?
0: I feel better now. Cool. Actually, no. Now, if anything, I feel more of an asshole. Because, like, it it would be one thing for me to miss the reference. It's quite another thing for me to totally get the reference, have seen that episode numerous times, and then just (laughs) not make the connection for, like, five minutes. That, uh, oof. Took some wind out of my sails. Took some wind out of my sails just there. It's you feeling under the weather. I'm off. I'm just. I'm really off. I'm. I'm stressed out. I'm going out of town soon. I'm really excited to go out of town, but uh, I've got. Yeah, I've got. I've got psoriasis It's a chronic condition, and and I've got it uh, flaring up on both of my biceps. Now I'm proud of my mm-hmm. biceps. They're like the only part place in my body that I'm actually proud of, and uh, and right now they're just covered in in. This reaction, which is me being allergic to myself, which is the most ridiculous possible thing I think a body can do is, I'm allergic to my own skin. What should we do about it? How about a rash? Sounds good. So I've got some cream for it. and I've been rubbing it on there, but it smells kind of weird. I smell like pizza sauce because I've been taking the oregano (laughs) oil. Uh, I'm going. I'm undergoing a, a soap-based paradigm shift in my in my daily hygiene routine. I've I've replaced a lot of the generic products that I had with uh, with some more upscale, more attention to detail. Old Spice. Um, I got some Matterhorn flavored products.
1: It's it is amazing to me that you are single.
0: And uh, I'm, with all
1: you with all you got going for you.
0: I've got a hemorrhoid, too. I'm I'm not a, ashamed oh, to admit it. God. I'm just falling apart, man. And these are things... I've got a cold. I, I just got to get over all these things before I can get out of town. It's, I'm, just, <laughs> uh, I'm in a very transitory period of my life, and being do, in a very... Do you have to get out of, of my health?
1: So do you have to get all over these things, or you can't get out of town, or you would like to get over them before you get out of town? I
0: would desperately not like to find out if... A hemorrhoid turns into a deep vein anal thrombosis when you get into a pressurized tube and launch yourself into the air. I will still be getting on Uh. the plane, but I would like my anus not to explode.
1: (laughs) I think I speak for everyone when I say that we also would not like that to happen to you.
0: I think it's just common courtesy not to have an exploding anus on a plane.
1: It would, um, if if that... Was something I was privy to when I was on a plane. I, I would probably wish it hadn't happened.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, I think that would cause a great deal of consternation, not only with my traveling companions, but with the rest of the long pigs on that plane. <laughs> it would just be... Uh, just be bad. Just be bad. And, and another thing, I'm nervous, because I'm going to London almost as soon as I get back from Florida, and I... Got sick last time I came back from Florida because I drank a lot and didn't pay much attention to nutrition, and so I came back with a <laughs> respiratory infection. And I'd really like not like to take that to England.
1: Well, here's uh, here's the first thought I have is maybe like pay attention to your nutrition and don't drink so much. Yeah, that's the plan. But <laughs> or at least or like, do they make beer that's got nutrients injected into it? Of God, some kind, I wish I don't they did a lot. You know what? I think Guinness.
0: There's a Guinness diet. Where you can, I'm wearing a Guinness t-shirt right now actually, which is nice. But uh, there's, a, there's a Guinness diet where you don't, uh, you have a, a healthy breakfast and a balanced dinner and for lunch you have a single pint of Guinness and that's it. And it's supposed to have all kinds of minerals and vitamins in the water that they make Guinness out of because it's natural Irish spring water. And it's supposed to have some complex carbohydrates from the roasted barley that they make it out of. Is it the hops that are roasted or the barley that's roasted? You're asking me. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm asking everything. I don't know. Send me emails. Well. Tell me what's roasted. <laughs> um, and yeah, and and you just uh, you have that. And it's like drinking a loaf of pumpernickel. I assume
1: you've never had a pint of Guinness yourself. No, I haven't. Um, didn't they, isn't that, is that what they call the Plowman's Lunch? Uh, yes. <laughs> I thought the Plowman's Lunch was like a big piece of cheese and like a sausage. I don't know what a Plowman's Lunch is.
0: I've never heard that term before in my life. I've heard of a stevedore's breakfast. What? Okay. What's a Plowman's uh, Lunch? It's
1: not a sex move. The stevedore's breakfast, I would assume, is a sex <laughs>
0: move. No, the stevedore's breakfast is a uh, is single raw egg cracked into a pint of pale ale.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was when you like... Stick your, your face in the ladies, You know lady bits and just go No that's uh, That's uh, that's called a boss nass <laughs> Well I stand corrected <laughs> I think he had like Gungan charrettes is what that was about Gungans talk like that? Why Yeah. No, he had Gungan Tourettes. Also he was a lot bigger than the rest of them. He was obese because so.
0: he was uh he was an, he was a bureaucrat, he was an upper classman, you see. He uh they they let him eat all the watermelons.
1: <laughs> Your audio quality is, is 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 uh getting weird. Is it? Is it uh are
0: there artifacts or is it just getting quiet?
1: No, it's, it's, you're, it's, you're breaking up a little. Am I I breaking know. up a little? Oh, that's, be- no, that's, that's a little better. How's this? Um, that's too intimate.
0: Is that, you like that?
1: No, I, ah, oh, it's like you're licking my ear. Is that yes. so, does that sound good? Stop, stop it.
0: <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> oh, that was way too fun. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Yeah, that's better though. Is we good now? Okay. Yeah, I think so. There, you were breaking up a little while ago, but I didn't say anything because you were on a, a theoretical role. <laughs> you mean I thought I was on a role, no. or I was on a role with one of my? Th- you you were on a role with a theory. You you were on a no. role theoretically. No, no, no. You were on a theoretical role because you weren't theoretically on a role. You were on a a role of the theoretical variety. All right, well, that's fine. So clowns suck. Yeah, I know. I know about your feelings about clowns. I just can't stress enough that if you don't like clowns, don't watch this movie. Hey, what movie are we doing next, man? Um, I'm pretty sure it's the greatest show on earth.
1: The greatest show on earth. Because <laughs> it's set the circus. I assume there are a lot of clowns. I'm making fun of you. Ah, uh, I see. I have no idea. What? Uh, no, we were going to do Scott Pilgrim, I believe. Oh, that's right, Scott Pilgrim. Because I have a lot of. I have some some problems with scott pilgrim and you know you don't so that'll that'll make for a good conflict you instead know, of I us think, be, you know being all like yeah i love this movie too hooray yeah i think i think it would
0: provide a more dynamic discussion so they wouldn't uh tuck her out at 40 minutes like this one did but um <laughs> so uh, true yeah you can you can say bad things about it and i can get angry at you and then i'll say good things about it and you'll get angry at me for liking it and and it will be it will be lovely so coming soon uh Scott Pilgrim versus the world uh directed by Edgar Wright and I think I think in the future we should watch paranormal activity
1: Really? I love those movies. Well, you know what? Here I mean, I no, I made you I've made you watch some stuff, so you get to make me watch stuff. It's oh, only you, fair. I just, you you oh, made oh. me watch Paprika.
0: <sighs> and and well, I had a good time. And you- <laughs>
1: Um, I have already apologized like as much as I'm ever going to. I'm not looking for an apology. I just I'm uh, gonna circle back around to start being aggressively glad I did it.
0: <laughs> uh, so what's 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 new
1: in Adamtown? Uh well I put I'm in the process of putting together a new computer out of new parts and parts of my old computer. Mm, so I've like eighty percent done that. Uh, it powers on and, and I installed Windows on it, so that's that's awesome because uh, I was afraid that it wasn't going to work. So I'm happy with that. Um, I don't know. I don't do a lot of stuff. You you just build computers it's, and well, I don't actually. I've never built a computer before. That's why it was notable. Um, <clears throat> I watch TV and play video games a lot. I don't I don't know that anybody really wants to hear about that. It's no. not telling. I certainly don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I, I, you know, here's the thing when we're at work, we, I'm always, I'm always like rolling over to you and be like, Pete, Pete, this awesome thing I just thought of. And you know, when it comes down to crunch time, I'm just like, I don't go anything to talk about. I'm I, bored. I don't know. I don't.
0: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm the same way. I'm feeling the same way tonight. Um, uh, well maybe it's your fault. It, it, it's probably my fault. Things are usually my fault. It, uh, it turns out, you know, I did some looking, actually. I did some investigation, some research, and it turns out that everything that happened after the Cuban Missile Crisis is
1: my fault. That's so interesting. You, 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 your influence reaches back prior to your actual birth date. That's right. That's right. I am counterfactually
0: at fault for everything leading up to my birth and everything happening since then. So, uh, so
1: everything – Cuban Missile Crisis, or including the Cuban Missile Crisis. Everything
0: after the Cuban Missile Crisis. So as soon as, as soon as Kennedy, as soon as Jack yeah. Kennedy and Khrushchev hung up that phone, that red phone, and he took his finger off the button, and he said, "Because <sighs> that's what you would say if you took your finger off the button." Uh, oh yeah. Every, everything from that moment forward, my fault.
1: I, I think what you mean is um, as soon as uh, Magneto had um, killed Sebastian Shaw and crippled uh, Professor Xavier. That's right. As soon as Kevin was Bacon
0: was dead, <laughs> yeah, uh, things started being my fault. In fact, that whole six degrees thing, my fault.
1: Yeah. I don't really have a problem with the six degrees thing.
0: Uh, a lot of people do. A lot of it, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's very what? upsetting to a lot of people. And you know what? Is cool. Cause it. i I like it personally, and uh, I'm, I'm it's pretty. It's a fun at little it. game. But uh, a great way to verify it is if you uh, if you just Google the person's name and then six degrees, it'll you, come up with uh, with their six degrees number. Yes. No, a Kevin Bacon number. So so say so you type in yeah. uh, Elizabeth Shue kevin bacon number it will give you her degrees of separation from kevin bacon
1: which is probably like one i would assume well was she in i don't know i just assumed she was probably in something with kevin bacon i think she was in footloose i can't remember who the lady was in footloose Mm. elizabeth she's been in a lot of stuff too elizabeth shoe
0: yep Kevin bacon number is one they appeared in oh hollow Man, so not until the late night,
1: oh yeah,
0: right, mm-hmm the hollow man sucks one night I was drinking <laughs> with uh with some friends in my in my parents' basement as I was wont to do after high school, and uh, we were watching Space Ghost coast to coast and then. Uh, a Voivod video came on, and there were strobe lights, and it was horrifying. And then we all fell asleep. and when, when we woke up, Hollow Man was playing, and it was, <laughs> it was more offensive than the strobe light Voivod video. So I had to get up and turn off the TV because I had misplaced the remote.
1: I never really, yeah, I never really got Space Coast Coast to Coast. It's just, I guess, it's not my kind of humor. Oh, I love Space Coast Coast to Coast. That's fine. I, I like most of the other Adult Swim type shows, like Sea Lab and whatnot. I just Space Ghost never really. I've, here's the thing: is I've I've seen very little of it because it never really showed played where I was, and the internet was in its infancy, so I couldn't just you know watch it. Mm. Like we do, as we are wont to do.
0: Mm. Sorry, so yeah, I keep I keep I keep muting myself because I've got the coughs to go. <laughs>
1: Are you still muted?
0: <coughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Sorry about that, ladies and, That's... and gents. So I wait, got... maybe it's not your audio is cutting out.
1: Maybe you're just coughing.
0: Well, uh, that and could I've be misinterpreted.
1: It because I because
0: I have a. Sli- I a... No,
1: and you, when, are you just moving back and back and forth between the mic now?
0: No, I have a slider. Oh. Okay. Ooh. You
1: mean a guy from another another universe? That's right.
0: Yeah, uh, Jerry O'Connell is here with me. Surprise guest. <laughs> Jerry, what did you think of Paprika? Uh, you know what? He doesn't have a distinct enough voice for me to do an impression of him.
1: No, I think the thing is that the the uh, the dimension or the uh, the universe that Jerry comes from, Paprika, is a very different movie, and so I'm not <laughs> sure how relevant his opinion would be.
0: Uh, yeah, they they actually never made a, a Japanese well, film called Nar- Paprika. Paprika. They. Uh, they opted to uh, to just leave it at the 1933 French film, which is about cooking. I don't know that it's actually about cooking, but I, th- I have a feeling that it exists.
1: That's fair. Maybe it was just a documentary
0: about spices. That would be interesting. A 1933 sure. French documentary about spices. You know, if nothing else, that would have some very thinly veiled French anxious energy. Because, uh, you know, 1933 was a very tense time for France.
1: Yeah, I like to pr- I like to think that it would have been directed by Jean Renoir.
0: You know, I don't know much about Jean Renoir. Oh, that's too bad. Well, tell me more.
1: He's a French director, and he directed The Rules of the Game and a lot of other stuff. And um, their his movies are pretty good. I don't. I don't really. It, I I hope to God Bill Beard isn't listening right now because he's going to feel like he wasted his time on me.
0: <laughs> well, you know, there were because
1: he did. Spe- he literally did spend like a month of his life teaching me and some other people. I mean, not the. Like like a, you know, uh, three hours a week of a month of his life teaching me and a group of other people about genre noir. So it would have been nice if I'd remembered any of it.
0: exactly. There were up to fifteen other people in that room at any given time, and so
1: he was minimum. I think there were like twenty five people in that class. Wow, that's a very popular class for, uh, for film studies. Yeah, it was a year-long class too. So mm, wow. it was like two two semesters. Yeah, um, it was it was like a 300 level course, so they hadn't weeded everybody out yet. Oh yeah, you know how it is. Well, it wasn't one of those like 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 13 people classes. Yeah, yeah.
0: I never took a 300 level one. I took a 200 level and a 400 level.
1: Oh, ah, correct. Right. Well, levels. it was it was my major, so I took a lot. Yeah, you of took all of, of them. Studies. I did not take all of them, in fact, because that would have been um, difficult. Because some of them happened at the same time, uh, and there's only so much course weight where you're allowed to take. But
0: yeah, that's uh, that's that sucks. I think if you're gonna t- if you're gonna major in anything, this is my proclamation. When I start a university, if you're gonna major in anything, you can you can have two different kinds of major. You can have a pure major, or uh, I don't know, a well-rounded major of some kind, where whereby yeah, sure. your pure major you take nothing but what you're studying. And uh, you come out of it with some kind of diploma, and then uh, you get a well-rounded major with uh, with a degree, and then that will enable people to come out of university with a positive experience, a piece of paper, and uh, and 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 complete expertise in only one area. <laughs> and that'll well, just, I mean, that's more or less what happened. That'll validate the argument of of every engineer who says that a liberal arts degree is useless, because if people. Start getting you know the degrees that engineers think the liberal arts degrees are like then uh, then everything will be right with the world because they 'll be correct and that 's what they want so'll we'll just give it to them.
1: Did that get a little bit too bitter uh, it's pretty bitter i mean i'm I'm happy with my english minor i'm i'm uh, very happy with my philosophy
0: degree, but i'm told constantly that i'm not going to be successful at all with it
1: oh i just i i once you know you've got your degree, and then you don't do, you don't get to do anything in, in a related field. You start doing that to yourself. People don't have to point it out. I mean, I, you know, I tell people, you know, generally speaking, tell people this is what my 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 degree is in, and um, and now I do now I do what I do, which is completely unrelated to my degree. Although I will say that I did actually get a job related to my degree for a year after I got out of university, and that was kind of cool, but. Uh, there's, there's the only, you know There aren't very, there aren't a whole lot of film degree Related jobs that aren't teaching jobs So, yeah mm. And I didn't do grad studies So I'm never going to be able to be a teacher And I don't really want to be
0: mm. Yeah, uh, the idea for me is is grad studies And that's why uh, That's why I am leaving The company
1: uh, Everyone I know goes away in the end <laughs> Also, I have this em- empire of dirt Would you like it? <laughs> You can have it all.
0: Only if it comes with the crown of thorns and the liar's chair.
1: It does, but I'm going to be honest with you. I'm probably going to let you down and it might sting. <laughs> it might, might cause me a little bit of <laughs> angst. Yeah, some pain may be involved.
0: Well, <laughs> anyway. you can, uh, you know, you can have it all. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, I can hear some feedback. I can hear I can hear myself in okay. in your I mean I mean like I can hear myself cuz I'm monitoring my own input but I can hear some some echoey feedback. I'm not sure if it's recording or not. People will write us angry letters about the quality of this
1: broadcast. Well, it happens. Bump Nope. The other podcast that I was that I was on, one of the members regularly had um, audio issues because his audio equipment was always subpar. He knows who he is.
0: I'm going to have to replace uh, no. this
1: sock. I've got a sock around my
0: microphone, <laughs> and I don't think it's the sock's fault. It's no, no, no. It's not the sock's fault. It's like the sock is performing just fine. But it, now, how does that sound? That's pretty good. That's sockless. Does it sound better or worse?
1: i would say it sounds considerably better
0: considerably better
1: really uh, it's a little tinnier i don't know
0: a little tinnier you see that's the thing is that's why i put the sock on because you're strident and now i can hear some popping going on as well
1: okay well you're still i still you're still cutting out a little bit i don't know like in the midst of words
0: am i still cutting out
1: well i can't tell when you're not talking how about now uh, yes actually oh really let me ask you about the sock. Did the, the did you use a clean sock, or was it just whatever sock you were? wearing?
0: No, it was a very clean sock. Oh, that's extremely loud. It, yeah. it was a actually no, uh, that's not true at all. I uh, I actually took it off my foot, and uh, but I had only been wearing it a couple hours.
1: Um, I think this may explain all the problems we're having. <laughs> I think that your your mic may have athlete's foot. Uh, that would be a problem.
0: I don't. Maybe I didn't. You know,
1: maybe you had a good. But,
0: uh, Is What am I I can't remember if I've worn this sock or not Now
1: <laughs> Is it an Oprah memory now?
0: I, it's an Oprah memory I've got an Oprah memory of having worn this sock I mean I know I've worn it in the past because it's not a It's not a brand new sock But I, I can't remember if I took it off my foot and put it on there uh, Or Or anything like that Okay Here it's going back on now <laughs>
1: the most compelling podcast of all time.
0: Do you think do you think here I'm going to I'm going to do that sound again cuz I had a line built up in there and then you stepped on it and I was going to say sorry. Do you think that's what it sounds like inside of a penis when it's going into a vagina? What? No,
1: I do not think that's what I don't even know how to parse weird question. I would assume it does not sound like that at all I think it does Well, yeah, okay (laughs) I I, I have no way of proving or disproving this I I think it would be a damper sound Hopefully I mean, I don't know Maybe, Maybe it's a sandpaper vagina Okay
0: Oh god That would hurt so much
1: yeah, it would hurt an awful lot. That's why vaginas auto moisten themselves to prepare for penetration. You know, for 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 me, it doesn't sound like it sounds
0: particularly moist on this end. It doesn't sound particularly dry at all.
1: <laughs> uh, it sounds to me like like two pieces of paper rubbing together.
0: Oh, that's absolutely not what it sounds like for me. So I, uh, I retract my question. Uh, since nobody can <laughs> hear what I'm hearing, obviously, uh, it it does not sound like that whatsoever. But I imagine. If you were if you were up in there That's what it would sound like to the, to uh, the thing that I heard, not the thing that you heard. Not a not an accurate representation.
1: Okay. Are we good? Uh yeah. I don't I don't know that I have anything to add to that. <laughs> I think we killed it, man. Lemon out. <laughs>
0: All right.